Hey everybody, this is Gary with Hoops and Cards, and uh, today, as I'm starting to do a little bit this summer, wanted to share with you one of our best Basketball Card 101 episodes, a conversation with uh, Brett, one of our uh, favorite listeners, and uh, Splash Hit Sports Cards. Man, it was a great conversation about, do we focus on one sport? Because you know, we talk about basketball on this podcast a lot, but is it better, like, as an investor even a collector to focus, um, actually to spread your focus out throughout the seasons of the year, basketball, football, baseball, hockey, soccer, whatever, to diversify or to have, you know, multiply your fun and uh, possibly your profits. So maybe you're there and you're only into basketball so far. That's why you found us. But you're like, man, during this off season, maybe I should be buying something else too. And I heard that somewhere. So this conversation should help you. This is from about five months ago. So not a super old podcast episode. And uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll find it helpful. So take a listen to this replay of Hoops and Cards. Here's Van Vliet, finds OG. Doubled in the corner. Trent Jr., corner three. Rack it up to down from Winnipeg. That's a high roller, dog. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. I am Gary, your host today as I drive through the great state of Ohio. I am thinking about Basketball Cards 101, a series that we have done off and on here at HAC, Hoops and Cards. For any of you who are brand new to this whole thing, the hobby, collecting, investing, looking at sports cards, really to go over some introductory or essential issues, questions that you need to think through or it would help to learn from others who have done this for a while. And so Basketball Cards 101, today we're going to tackle the issue of should I just focus on basketball cards or should I diversify? Should I look into basketball, baseball, football, soccer, hockey, Marvel? Like, should you diversify? Is that a good strategy as a collector or as an investor? Because uh, there are times when I felt like, hey, look, I got a limited amount of time and space. I'm going to focus on basketball. That's why I'm doing this podcast, baby. Baby. But also, as an investor, I've thought, you know, when it's not basketball season, there might be some other opportunities out there. So let's get after it. So it's been almost a year that uh, we've had Hoops and Cards as a podcast, and we have done a number of great episodes. I say great because they've had our most listeners per episode, the Basketball Cards 101 series that hits on essentials, foundations, basics for you and me as collectors or investors, some of you that are brand new to this whole deal, some others like me who, yeah, we used to know cards and took a took a break for a decade or two and now we're back and uh it, it's just a whole different landscape things to collect or invest in and seeing other people make money and having fun i want i want in on that come on now i want some of that our podcast has and i i celebrate that on a regular basis we focus on basketball 
I mean, I yeah, I buy baseball cards once in a while, and I dabble in football. I've got a couple of Justin Herbert cards. Big whoop. I focus 95% of the time or more on the NBA, basketball cards, LeBron James. Here it's All-Star Weekend in Cleveland. Like, we talk about basketball. That's why it's uh, hoops and cards and not pigskins, hoops, and bats and cards. Like, it's... (laughs) I just... I love the NBA, and, uh, you know, I think it's important to know what you love and, and collect that. You know, before we get into should you diversify and collect beyond basketball cards, well, it, it depends on what you enjoy. really does. If you don't know anything about soccer or you don't like soccer, that's fine. Don't feel pressure to start liking soccer because the odds are maybe some of it won't make sense to you. Maybe you'll be the last one to know that, oh, uh, Erling Haaland is good. Like, that's, might you might as well play the stock market. You know, if you're going to find something that you don't really know so much or don't care to know much about already and say, I'm going to make money here. Or I'm going to force myself to enjoy this because my friend down the street collects, you know, upper deck hockey. Well, good for your friend. You do you. I'm doing me, uh, and so my collection, I guess, reflects what I love and what I enjoy staying in touch with. So, like, when it comes to baseball cards, you know, I don't really follow the baseball season very much. I like to be aware of teams that are doing well or players that are emerging and and follow the local team, Cleveland. Now they're the Guardians, you know, I at least knew that. But I can't name you every player on the on, on any team. <laughs> really, I can't. Uh, the NFL, I follow that a little more closely because I love, I do love football in a different way, and so I have some cards. And the collector that does it for fun, that part of me is like, well, I want to get cards of players I like, or players that played at Ohio State, or players that that play for the Cleveland Browns. Like again, local guys local collection teams I'm rooting for. This is fun. But I also, over the last two years, have kind of learned a little bit about baseball cards and football cards in the process. A little bit. Not so much, but I've said to myself lately, and in conversations with some of you, you know, and and we'll probably have some of you come on and let's talk about this, you know, should I diversify? How much should I spend on baseball cards when I know there's a good buying opportunity or what football cards should I chase after if I yeah I'm driving you hear that road (laughs) like what what football cards should I be buying if I'm thinking profit and not just hey look at that cool running back rookie card that I have you know uh there there really is a legit conversation if you are in in this you know not only for the fun but for the money I, I want a hobby that's not just uh, something I enjoy, but it's something that is has the potential really to make some money. Like a lot of sports cards opportunities do, you have the chance to make some money if you understand the baseball card market and who's good and when to buy and when to sell. Just like we talk about all the time on Hoops and Cards here, there are buying opportunities, there are players on the rise, there are who's hots and who's hot, who's nots in football and baseball and soccer and hockey. And yes, Pokemon, for the crowd of you that love those things, like, fine. 
I have talked in my past here on hoops and cards. Hey, there's there are times when if I know a quarterback rookie card of Josh Allen is going to go up in value and I know I buy it for $10 and it looks well centered and I get it graded and I can resell it and make some money, then I I will enjoy doing that. <laughs> and I know enough about football to pick the kind of players, especially once I learn, hey, just major on quarterbacks that have a chance to be MVP. Just major on quarterbacks that are deep playoff run kind of guys like Burrow, Herbert, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, of course, Aaron Rodgers, those, those major players, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Hello. So there's a number of guys, but I'm only there because I already like football. I already know a lot about those players and their teams and what, what could happen this year. So that's the only, I mean, I enjoy that. I think it's helpful for you before you answer the question of what you should do. Gary's not going to tell you. You're not going to get some magic blessing here from Hoops and Cards telling you, it is your destiny to go to Walmart and buy soccer cards. There are Donruss soccer cards you need. You will not make money unless you buy World Cup soccer cards in time for the tournament. Like, I mean, some of that could be true, but if, if, if your problem is your fear of missing out, I, I, I've had that issue too. You know, it's a common thing, but you're going to be pulled in every so, every so, you know, every few weeks in a different direction. NFTs, blockchain, hockey cards, Charizards. Oh my word. Tennis cards, sports illustrated for kids cards. Hey, if that's your thing, go for it. But for me, when it comes to Basketball Cards 101 and the question, should you diversify? A key question is, well, do you want to? Like, would you enjoy that? Would it be fun for you to have cards of players from different sports? Do you enjoy watching and paying attention? Like, would you say that you're already currently aware of who are the best hitters in baseball? Who are the biggest names in soccer? Who are the rising stars at quarterback in the NFL? Then I would say, okay, Let's talk about it. And so we will. The rest of this episode, we're going to talk, should you diversify, buy, invest, collect beyond the NBA, beyond basketball cards. Herman's pass picked off. James ahead for England. Back to James. Oh, what a beautiful play. Great play. Don't do anything I would do. And definitely don't do anything I wouldn't do. There's a, there's a little gray area in there, and that's where you operate. Okay, so as we look into this conversation about should you diversify it, it reminded me of a conversation I was having with a friend of mine, Brett, uh, at a local card show. And so I just said, hey, I'd love to. We've been talking about it for a while. I'll bring Brett on the show. So let's welcome Brett from near Columbus, Ohio. Hey, Gary. How are we doing? Thanks for having me on. Hey, awesome. I'm glad we're finally doing this. I always uh, enjoy our conversations at, at shows and you've turned this thing into a, like a business, right? And, and how has that affected your decisions based on, you know, what, what your cards are worth or what you're doing with the hobby? Vastly in more ways than one. Um, it's, it's had a vast and a, a drastic change in the thought process that goes into buying and selling cards for us. So right yeah. off the bat, 
Um, I told him my, my dad is a big baseball guy. He grew up with Topps baseball. Um, and he loves Topps baseball. Topps base, like series one, series two, and update, right? Okay. Um, yeah. Chrome or anything like that. He likes the paper cars. And so, you know, opening that, we had a, we have a lot of that kind of stuff. And, you know, prior to, I don't know, prior to maybe the Aaron Judge year, that's really what, what people were after. You have, in, before you got Topps Chrome in 2017, you got to the Aaron Judge refractors. Cause I think that's part of when cars started really taking off was that, was the national that year. Was it 2017 or 18, whatever it was everybody was after the Aaron Judge rookie card. And so he yeah. loves Topps baseball. But when we started doing this and started going through things, we kind of realized, well, we need to have things that other people want to buy. And so we really got out a lot of the basketball cards we've had. And we've always been big LeBron James people. Um, we love what he does on the court. He's very dominant. Um, and so we bought a lot of LeBron James graded and ungraded cards throughout the years and so we had we amassed a nice little lebron james collection and so we started kind of selling through those and um just making sure that we have what people want and so yeah when we look at buying products i always try and buy products that i open that will give me something that other people will want to buy or when i go and i try and buy a card i'm no longer really looking for those I'm not really prospecting as much as I'd like because I need to have the cards people are going to buy. Um, not yeah. a lot of people are going to spend time buying, you know, players from my favorite team. I need to have players from all teams, all sports. I need to have a range of products and, and things available in my showcases for people that are looking yeah. for vintage, for for. Um, for modern, ungraded, graded, just everything. So it changed the mindset from very specific products to, okay, we need to have as much as we can so we can give people what they want. Yeah. Well, and spoiler alert, you guys, uh, Brett's going to give us some ideas and background on why, why we should think about diversifying, you know, here in a a podcast where like I talk about basketball cards, you know, 98% of the time. Right. And, uh, and I, when I started this podcast a little under a year ago, the basketball card market, like every card market was up and to the right, no matter what you bought, when you bought it. But since then we've had such a market correction, right. And, and it's, it's healthy, but it's, it's also meaning you got to, you got to reset your strategy here and think, yeah. Hey, if 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 I'm going to have that mindset, I love what you just said. Buying or looking for things other people will want to buy, and you know, there's certain times of the year people don't want to buy basketball cards, and right. prices drop. Exactly. And so they're looking at the beginning of the NFL season, and they're looking at uh, the World Cup coming up. So I I'd be curious, you know, as much of that conversation you and I had a, like a month ago about why should we think beyond basketball? Uh, you know, what would be some good both personal or business reasons for doing that? Uh, well, just diversifying your, por your card portfolio or even investment portfolio. It's really, you know, not a very good idea to put all your eggs in one basket and really any aspect of, of life or investments or collections. It's just, it's never been a great idea, but um, especially if you're working on building a business or investing in cards, 
it's uh-huh. really good to have a wide variety because it kind of protects you from, like you said, it kind of protects you a little bit from a really big market adjustment. And not that it was just basketball that adjusted everything. Everything came down uh, drastically <laughs> and kind of recorrected. So um, it's it's super important to have a diversified portfolio in the card market, whether you're collecting or investing. Um, and one of the ways that I do that and it's really helpful is card ladder. Um, yeah. I mean, being able to see exactly the percentages of my collection and where my inventory is at is super helpful. Um, so like you mentioned, um, the basketball card market usually is pretty cold in, um, in what was it like August? You were doing all the, yep, the, all yep. the August, was, September, October, season, yep. right? It was kind of, <laughs> yep. it was kind of out of sight, out of mind. I remember there was a podcast you did with somebody very recently. I think it might've been one of the new heart card guys. Um, he said, yep. you know, if it, if the attention is on that player or sport, that is what is going to sell. Yeah. And so usually during that time of the year, basketball's, you know, kind of out of sight, out of mind because it's based on the start of football season. So if you can strategically buy um, sports at specific times, you can maximize your profits. So right now, for example, you know, football's kind of dying down. The Super Bowl just ended. Baseball is really ramping up. And there's just yeah. so many, so many expectations, even with the lockout, um, which really stinks. But like top series one just came out and Wander Franco base paper tops cards are selling for $25 each. Wow. Um, wow. It's absolutely insane. To justify that price during the season, he's going to need to hit 450 <laughs> yeah. with 100 home runs and, and everything like that. Um, so yeah. it's really important to diversify. And I'm, I'm a big believer in that. I try and stay as even as possible. But even if you don't want to diversify across sports, there's different ways you can diversify in the same sport and kind of protect yourself. And I was reading a really cool, I was really reading a really cool article on um, on Golden's website, Golden Auctions. Um, yeah. They have a really, really helpful piece about diversifying in the same sport and just different tiers of cards. Um, yeah. And it was, you know, Hall of Famers. You want to you really invest in the Hall of Famers. Those are lower risk. Those are usually protected when markets correct a lot. Like a lot of the LeBron stuff I have, it went down a little bit, but not as much as some of the other cards um yeah not as much as all the brandon clarks that i have for example <laughs> yeah um, so you have you have those guys you have the hall of fame people that you that you kind of or the hall of fame players that you think will get there maybe like a luca or a kd or maybe a trey young if he stays on this trajectory or even or even job i mean that guy is just right, right. every night that guy's a that guy is just a living highlight reel um, and it's really fun to watch. And yep. then you have, and then you have your, um, your kind of your prospecting and your rookies, and those are going to be a little bit more risky. But um, I think, I think really that's where you can see some of the biggest returns, like um, like your Darius Garland collection. You know, I'm sure. You hey, have, now you're talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you have. Quite, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you have not as much money in the cards as what they're actually worth now. So that's uh, that was right? that was good. That was a good move. It feels good. We can't win them all, but that one feels good so far. Well, <laughs> yeah. And I here's the thing, you know, previously in this in this very episode, I 
I said to our basketball card focused audience, like, uh, collect what you love and what yeah. you already know. And there's, so there's a, there's a joy I get from basketball cards that I, that I wouldn't get from baseball. But at the same time, it, I think there's a part of all of us that we're, we're hoping to gain, uh, value in our collections and to have investments that grow like whether you you know collect them or whatever whatever you're calling it as a portfolio if you got them on a card ladder we still hope their value goes up right and absolutely and and there there is going to be a, a a solid case that you're making i, I think totally it makes total sense to at least be aware of investment opportunities in football cards in baseball cards in soccer cards and you can pick and choose what you do but maybe you could help us get even like drill down a little bit and say if i was going to diversify outside of basketball cards what what sort of football thoughts should i have what sort of uh baseball thoughts should i have i mean even you mentioning wander franco i i hope our audience knows who that is but i can't guarantee <laughs> it you know i do but what you know what i'm saying like what thoughts as you look at the whether it's the players or certain things you can find in each sport. And then maybe there's a certain time of the year to jump in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So right now, just I'll use football as an example after, because outside of baseball, it's probably my favorite sport to watch and buy cards of um, and just collect overall. Um, So football right now, I had a list of, I don't know. I had a list of about 20 different cards, Justin Herbert's and, and Joe Burrow's and, Patrick Mahomes, just all the big guys um, mm-hmm. that I that I really wanted to buy. And I, I had these cards, I had these cards laid out, and, and I really wanted them. And I it took so much self control to not buy them during December, <laughs> uh-huh. um, because I know that April, May, and June are going to be really, really good months to buy football, because during those months, that's going to be the NBA playoffs going to be the nba finals it's going to be the baseball season in full swing it's going to be out of sight out of mind you're going to have the draft in there but it's it's not going to be as big of a bump um as some as you would think so i'm really looking for quarterbacks yeah mostly and i think that's i think that's pretty widely um I, i guess known Usually, if you want to invest in football, you want to invest in a quarterback. Um, so when I open football products, I sell everything else, and then I keep yeah. the good quarterbacks, and I, you know, I put them in, in the tray, or I put them away for grading if they're they're good enough. Um, so I specifically look for the quarterbacks um, that are that are younger, like your Herberts or your Burrows or that Josh Allen's or somebody that's going to make a big impact or can that or can lead a good team. Um, I would not personally look at Zach Wilson because I just don't believe in the Jets. Um, and yep. so it's it just kind of walking that line of they're young, they're, they show promise, they have a good team, a lot in football. matter It matters where they land in the draft. So Trevor Lawrence stuff, it could just kind of, you know, it could stagnate for a while just because the Jaguars not, are not a great team. They've never been a great team. Um, so that his development might not be as fast as some other people in the league. Um, so that's really what I look for in football. I know during the national yeah. um, in late July, that's when football stuff really starts to pick up because then you have training camp, then you have 
Um, you know, the preseason is just around the corner and it's really the time to sell the cards really at any sport for any sport is during the time when anticipation for that sport is building. Yeah. Um, and so, and you know, some of this might seem a little elementary, but it's really just, no, it's sometimes, good. I, sometimes I think it is that simple. Um, so that's what I think of for football. Um, and then usually so, if, you, hey, if Brett, you miss like so, the, imp- yeah, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you. So like, if I hear what you're saying football wise, like maybe in two months, look at buying some of the Pro Bowl quarterbacks, like a, a nice Patrick Mahomes or a nice yeah. Josh Allen rookie. Absolutely. And and those guys are awesome enough to hold long-term if you want, but you could turn around and like, as the NFL preseason's starting, anticipation, that's when you sell three months after you buy. I mean, is that is that's, it that easy? That's I, mean, exactly, I know it's not a guarantee, but. That's what I do. That's exactly right. I think that at its, at its very base, that yeah. is that is what you want to do. Um, now you can get into, you know, well, I buy a graded, do I buy, what grades do I buy? What companies do I buy? Um, generally speaking, I stick to PSA nines and tens. Um, yeah, that's, that's me personally. I know that there's a lot of different people who like to, you know, BGS, HGA, SGC. I stick to PSA just because I know I can sell it and I know that's what brings the most value. Um, you can get yeah. into different parallels and different types of numbered cards and things like that. Um, and color matches. But what I try to do is I, I buy in the off season during, you know, the quote unquote buying season. And yeah, yeah. I sell during the anticipation for the season. Um, and then if I miss that window, I will really pay attention to how that player is performing in season. Um, because yeah. I think, I think football out of all of the sports, um, at least in my experience, is really the most volatile. Um, you know, if Josh Allen throws for four touchdowns one week, his cards are going to skyrocket that Sunday night or that next Monday, and even yeah. leading to the following Sunday. But if he throws for three interceptions and fumbles the ball and maybe has one touchdown, and I mean, his card prices are going to take a dip. So it really is a week-by-week, week, you know, kind of, wave for some of the football players now Patrick Mahomes he's probably a little safer because he already has a Super Bowl like Giannis cards probably aren't going to fluctuate as much as they did uh, prior to him winning the finals um, right. because people already have that assurance okay he's got a finals he's he's done you know he's won a championship so his cards in kind of in a way are safe I guess um, or safer than somebody who's great, awesome in the NBA, but doesn't have a championship. Maybe like a Dan Like Luca. Yeah, look Luka. at Luca's cards the last yeah. year, man. Yeah. Or Luca. I'm really, you know, kicking myself. I in 2018, mm-hmm. I went to the the national and I bought uh, 2018 Prism Luca Doncic PSA 10 for 80 bucks out on the way out the door. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during the when everything was super high, that card, I think at one point was over $2,000 and I didn't sell it. And now I have it and it's sitting on my desk and I look at it every day and I say, man, I just <laughs> sold it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, a lesson learned, but, but it's good to hear from just your background as far as certain times of the year. Right. I, I wonder if we could like just make up a calendar where, Hey, this is when NFL ramps up. So sell, this is when, 
NBA ramps up so sell and you could buy your way in and out I, I think that's part of the part of the strategy right like yeah you, absolutely you, um, you have a calendar that involves three or four sports and you you sell when it's appropriate you know, yeah you buy when it's appropriate not yeah go ahead yeah especially like for the for just the big three sports you know basketball yeah. baseball and football I think if you really look at the calendar break it down I think most of the year if not every month there's it's buying season for for something you know um and so i mean then you gotta really you gotta you gotta be careful about what you can't buy everything that's the other rule i mean you can see a whole bunch of different (laughs) things it's hard it's hard not to sometimes yeah it's hard but i mean you can't buy everything um yeah but i'm i'm really like today i'm really taking a hard look at zion um people are really down on him and the news just broke today that he could need another foot surgery so that's going to make his yeah. values plummet even lower than they already are. But at the same point, yeah. even with all the population of his cards, um, at, at some point they are going to reach a basement, you'd think. Um, and, you know, he was he was the number one pick for a reason. He's still Zion so, Williamson. He's yeah. still Zion Williamson. We haven't seen him. And man, I, don't, I don't even know the last time that he played. Was it last? Was it last spring? Yeah, I can't even remember <laughs> something. It was it was a while ago, but you know, at what I, point do people start you know buying his cards again? Because at some point, the PSA ten, what the PSA ten was a thousand dollars at one point. You can probably get one mm-hmm. for under two hundred now. The PSA ten Prism base. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at what at what point do you start buying? Hundred dollars? Hundred twenty five dollars? I don't know, but right. Um, I'm, I'm taking a I'm taking a hard look at his market because at some point it's going to be buying season on uh, on Zion Williams. I hear you. We we need to think about diversifying if we're going to make money in this thing. And uh, and certainly, like I, I've enjoyed making money on the side in other sports that I can reinvest into basketball. So thanks for thanks for coming on and uh, you know giving us some great ideas that way. No problem. Thanks for having me. Five on the clock, four on the clock, Fred, the deep three, from the logo, from the logo! Yay! Basketball Cards 101, should you diversify? Well, it's so good to hear from Brett. Lots of good ideas. He's obviously been doing this for a while and knows, hey, there are some investing benefits to buying and selling baseball at certain times of the year, buying and selling basketball and football and maybe soccer. Knowing enough about those products and those players to be dangerous and and not to just buy one. I mean, we diversify our basketball card portfolios and collecting. If all I did was collect Kawhi Leonard's well, maybe it's buying time for Kawhi, but but you know you're, you're taking risks. The guys are going to get injured. Guys are going to sit out a year. <clears throat> ben Simmons. Uh, so it makes sense if your money is important to you to do a little bit of diversifying. Different players, different cards, different eras. Do you hear Brett say that? Like Hall of Famers, goats now, future stars. Totally agree. Great uh, ideas and ingredients for your investment strategy. In fact, there was even more great stuff from that conversation with Brett uh, about baseball and how to diversify making the most of the baseball card market. I'm actually going to put that on an upcoming episode of Hoops Plus, our members and subscribers platform. I would love for you to join it. I'm just saying you can click anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe. 
and get in on that. There's extra podcasts, a more of an online community, and prizes each month. So love that. That's called Hoops Plus. There's information in today's show notes as well if you want to check that out. Also, Card Ladder Pro. I I agree. Love checking my investments that way. So there's information for you if you want to get on a tool like Card Ladder or Market Movers. You know, there's free apps now that you guys can use uh, to manage and monitor, like stay aware of the value of your cards, of our cards and the collections. So yeah, the rest of that conversation with Brett will be on an upcoming Hoops Plus episode. Guys, thanks for listening today. And I want to encourage you. Uh, you don't have to diversify, like collect what you love. But when this becomes something that you're, you're counting on the value ongoing or possibly increasing and making money off this thing, yeah, there are tons of good ways to diversify. I encourage you to experiment, take some of the ideas you heard today and, uh, you know, give it a try. I've done that the last year with baseball uh, superstar hitters, like Brett said, and with quarterbacks in football. So I've learned a lot because I was not buying in at the right time and not selling at the right time. With football, I did a lot better this year. So I hope you guys have an awesome weekend. I am pumped. Tomorrow begins All-Star Weekend in Cleveland. I can't wait to share some of that journey with you from Cleveland. Have an awesome weekend. See ya.